Ohio's legislature takes a big step to bringing fairness to the bail system. Jim Jordan unsuccessfully leads a charge against a bill aimed at stopping violence against Asian Americans. And Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost scores a victory in his battle to force the Census Bureau to meet its reporting deadlines. It's the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer for Wednesday, May the 19th. I'm the editor, Chris Quinn. A bipartisan group of Ohio lawmakers unveiled plans Tuesday to reform the state's bail system, arguing the current system unfairly decides who remains behind bars based on how much money they have. Under twin bills introduced in the Ohio House and Senate, judges would have leeway to determine within 24 hours of an arrest whether to release the accused. Within 48 hours of an arrest, a judge would have to hold a conditions of release hearing, during which the judge would decide whether to set bail or impose other restrictions. As of now, the Ohio Supreme Court requires the least restrictive conditions necessary. The new proposal would enshrine that into law. Judges would also, for the first time, be required to put into writing the reasoning behind the conditions of release they set for each defendant. And if a judge does decide to set bail, the new legislation would create a formula to calculate it based on a defendant's income, expenses, and debt. Over dissent from 62 Republicans, including Ohio's Jim Jordan, the U.S. House of Representatives on Tuesday passed a bill to investigate a coronavirus-fueled rise in violence against Asian Americans. The legislation will help the Department of Justice expedite review of reported cases of hate crimes during the pandemic and assist state and local law enforcement agencies in collecting accurate data. Jordan is the top House Judiciary Committee Republican Republican, and he said perpetrators of violent acts should be accountable. No one in America should live in fear that they will be a victim of a crime based on the beliefs, the color of their skin, or the country in which they were born. But he said he had serious concerns about the legislation because it would set up ambiguous hotlines for people to report anything they found troubling and establish online reporting for complaints about incidents without defining what should be reported. He went with a little hyperbole, too, saying that violence against Asian Americans is happening in Democrat-controlled cities that have defunded their police. The battle is far from over, but Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost had a partial victory Tuesday in his battle to force the U.S. Census Bureau to provide population numbers in time for the state's redrawing of congressional districts. The federal Sixth Circuit reversed a lower court's dismissal of Yost's suit against the Census Bureau. Contrary to the original ruling, appellate judges said Ohio does have standing and can demonstrate injury as a result of not getting the data on time. They also said that the census now says it can provide the info in legacy format by August 16th, which would allow Ohio to meet its redistricting deadlines as approved by voters who want to restrict gerrymandering. This is contrary to what the census had said previously when they claimed it would be impossible to provide the numbers. The appellate court sent the case back and urged the lower court to act expeditiously. Cleveland's historic West Side Market is in line for $2.1 million in upgrades as part of the city's 2021 Capital Improvements Program. 
The work is part of about $31 million planned for the city's public buildings, parks, rec centers, and other properties, and includes improving the electrical system, repairing masonry on the clock tower, improving temperature controls, and building some new vendor booths. The market has been the subject of controversy in recent years, with patronage falling off and vendors departing. The city is studying possible options that might help the market thrive. In the meantime, the capital money will keep the building in intact and safe. Clevelanders were surprised last week to learn the city will get $30 million less in stimulus money than originally estimated by the Congressional Research Service. Turns out that the initial estimates used incorrect data and did not account for all eligible metropolitan Ohio cities. So the final distributions varied from initial estimates, ranging from 6.6% less to 5.6% more, according to a stimulus watch story we published on Cleveland.com and in the Plain Deal. The vast majority of Ohio cities are receiving less than originally predicted, but Cleveland is still set to receive more than any other Ohio city. Ohio's smaller cities towns, and villages are receiving a combined $843 million. As of Monday, breakdowns had not been released. Maybe the government is taking extra time to be sure the breakdowns are accurate and will not need to be corrected. Thanks for listening to the Wake Up Morning News Briefing from Cleveland.com and The Plain Dealer.